Good evening, folks. It's been another week, another crazy week. I hope you got gasoline where you are, and I hope you're ready to talk some wrestling, because all kinds of things are going on, and they seem to be changing by the day. Your big old group, ah, your big old belt group is live and going to try to give you a show tonight. Stay tuned, folks, right after this. Again, guys, like Will brought us in. Uh, what episode number is this, Will? I'm, I was going to sit in my tongue. Is it three seven? Don't forget, after last week, last week was episode three sixteen. We aren't dropping stunners this week. We are in episode three seventeen of your big old belt group here this week. How could I forget about the awesome three sixteen episode that we have? We're here at episode three seventeen. I'm uh, Silly Sellers, one of your correspondents that will be here this evening. Your friend Will brought you in, and then we also had the giant crab fellas. How y'all doing today? Oh. So, Hang, so we'll, oh, go ahead, Will. Hanging in there, and we will hopefully have Damian Salty G join us in a bit to give, bring to us to a nice four horseman style setup here tonight. So, Will, when you came in with that opening about the gas, man, it's just been crazy about gas shortage this week. I went to Chick fil A, and now they're talking about a sauce shortage at Chick fil A. Oh, no. um, so, we're just getting short on everything. But what we're not short on is success of getting tickets for a major event coming up. A giant crab, would you like to share what those uh, tickets that you got um, that you're bringing wrestling back again for the fans? So, tickets uh, go on sale for the general public for AEW Double or Nothing. They go on sale on Monday. If you want tickets to the Dynamite, which is a Friday night show, it's uh, Friday Night Dynamite on May 28th. The pay-per-view is May 30th. A Sunday, you can get a combo ticket uh, for both shows. They go on sale for the general public on Thursday. However, if you want the combo ticket, that actually went on sale this morning at 10 a.m. Uh-huh. But you had to email or call uh, the Daily Daily's Place uh, box office. So I made a call to Jacksonville. 19 tries later, because basically you get put on once you, you know, welcome to Daly's Place, home of the, you know, of events in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Press one for stuff. Press two for for double or nothing tickets. Press two. It plays, um, they put me on hold because all of the lines are busy and they play uh, great moments in Jaguars history. You know, all of the great moments of, of Jaguars history, like that time they did um, a thing. And then, you know, that other time that uh, something else happened so that was three minutes and then after the three minutes 
the the voicemail says leave a leave a voicemail message, and we'll get back to you. Well, I declined to do that. So 19 times later, I finally get a hold of someone and buy the tickets. So I got the combo pack, one ticket for Double or Nothing, one ticket for Friday Night Dynamite. It's the mm-hmm. same seat for both shows, mm-hmm. which is probably okay. why they didn't do that on Ticketmaster because they would have it's it's like they would have to create like a third listing for that. Yeah, um, you know, they must be and, blocking out like a section or something. Just yeah, for that. I, I, I assume so. Wait, of course, else. Before before you continue, it's funny you say that because Ticketmaster did that for a WWE event because me and Two Chains had went to uh, Money in the Bank when it was in Chicago and it was the NXT the night before. And then it was on Saturday night, and then it was um, Money in the Bank that Sunday. But it was the same seat that you can get on that combo pack. So I'm wondering why Ticketmaster, you know, maybe their new algorithms, they couldn't do it or whatever. But go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I don't know if it's that they can't do it, um, mm-hmm. because they've done WrestleMania packages like that before right. via Ticketmaster. And you say SummerSlam ticket packages like that before, where they would parlay the uh, Hall of Fame and WrestleMania. Correct. Takeover on the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame, and uh, uh, Takeover in WrestleMania, and so on. Mm-hmm. So there is, um, uh, you know, so there is rationale behind the fact that they could do it. Well, why they didn't do it with Ticketmaster is interesting, but I don't know. Mm. So I buy the tickets. Cool, I'm in there. Full capacity at Daly's place. Well, I couldn't pick my seat because the guy had me on the phone. And of course, since I'm on the phone, I'm up against the clock, you know, as other people are buying tickets and stuff like that. So I really couldn't go in with like the ability to choose an individual seat. I I have preferences and because I'm on the phone and I didn't even think that I was gonna get in. Or again, I've tried 19 other, uh, 18 other times and had to hang up and call back because the Mm -hmm. voicemail came on. So about a 19th time, I'm kind of like, ah, well, Oh, let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. What's even going to be left? <laughs> yeah. Right. So I get in, um, you know, and they give me, he gives me a section. I'm there, I've been to Daly's place once, like eight years ago. So I don't know what the, what, what the hell he's talking about. Uh, but fine. Cool. Whatever it is. Just give me the building. I just want one ticket. Give me the building. And I get it. 80 bucks. The pay-per-view and Dynamite for 80 bucks. That sounds like a win to me. Mm-hmm. So it's the same seat for both show. I'm glad that I got in there. But where's my ticket? So they, when they asked me to check out, I gave them my credit card number uh, and all of that. Gave them my name and an email address. Not my home address, which is usually associated with a credit card purchase or phone number. But whatever. This, you know, their house, their rules. So... I get, um, I'm waiting for a confirmation email that says, hey, you bought tickets. Apparently, that doesn't happen. You got to go to dailiesplace.com and look at their account management system to see where your tickets are. Okay. (laughs) All right. Cool. There's a lot of hoops to jump through here. (laughs) Right. Right. So, you know, Ticketmaster sends out a thing instantly that says, get hyped. You won. You got your tickets. Yeah. So I, so I know the purchase went through because I got an email, as I do with every purchase with this credit card, that confirms that the purchase went through. Mm-hmm. So somebody has $80 in my money. 
<laughs> Somebody in Jacksonville has $80 of my money because I can, it does list the merchant and the merchant's address um, on my uh, credit card invoice. Mm-hmm. So cool, cool. Where are my tickets? Now, granted, Double or Nothing is until the 30th and the Dynamite preceding it is the 28th. That is 15 days from now. Where are my tickets? <laughs> I mean, so that's uh, that's a bit unnerving. I called him back and said, like, hey, wait, wait a minute. I just went to your website and it auto logged me in because I'm using the my password saved browser and it auto logs me into Ticketmaster. You asked me as I'm checking out, do you have an account with us? I do not. I've never done this before. So I signed up for a new account. When it logs me into Ticketmaster, I go, uh oh, which account are they sending tickets to? Mm. My phone thinks that Ticketmaster is the way, but I just signed up for a new account. Where are my tickets going? Now, either way, I didn't get a, either way, it's the same email. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get a confirmation email saying that my tickets have been secured anyway. The only confirmation that I have is that $80 is missing from my credit card statement allotment. So I call them back after work, uh, you know, some five or six hours later and say, um, yeah, where are my tickets? Apparently, each individual ticket that they process, because there is a Ticketmaster um, you know, portal, and that will go to the general public. But each ticket that they process through the number and the or the uh, email that you can send, um, they do it manually. Oh, geez. So, right. So somebody has two weeks-ish to, uh, yeah, 14 days from tomorrow. Hey, Damien. Hey, guys. So 14 days from tomorrow is, the, is Dynamite. My tickets to my account. And I hope that they upload it to my Ticketmaster account, which is already <laughs> established, and not this new bullshit account that I didn't know that I was signing up for. Uh oh. So I call them back after work and say, hey, where's my tickets? And they say, hey, we do it manually. It may take a week or two to load the. Oh, jeez. A week or two in the shows in a week they, or two. They they gonna be, they gonna be doing it when you show up in Jacksonville and ask them where your tickets are. They're like, oh, we gotta enter that right now. Right. I mean, basically, somebody's gonna write it on a napkin. This is your seat number. <laughs> oh no! And then show this to the security guard. But yeah. you say you did it's not different. get your seat, right? You did not get no, your no. number or section. I, I don't have any confirmation from them that my tickets are secure. Right as oh, of right God. now, today. Right, and you're only, traveling down there. Jeez. Yes. The only thing that I have that confirms that I've interacted with them on that day is my credit card statement that shows a purchase from Jacksonville has been made on today seven hours ago. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So I don't have my physical tickets yet. So, I call, you know, again, I call back after work, and they say, this is normal. This is dumb. But this is normal. So uh, you should expect your tickets, um, you know, within a few days, a week at the latest. Um, It's Thursday. Call us back Monday-ish if you don't have your tickets. Mm. So they're backed up. They're they're 100% backed up because Dynamite tickets go on sale on Monday. Double or nothing tickets go on sale to the general public on Monday. 
The office isn't open the weekend. So that means tomorrow is the last pre-sale day for both events before they go on sale to the general public. Mm -hmm. If you call that number. Right. Also, because it's Daly's place and they interact in our own our subsidiary of the Jaguars, the conglomerate, Jaguar season tickets go on sale today. Oh, no, God. no oh. wonder it's a mess. That makes sense now. Mm. Yeah. So when I asked the dude, well, hey, what, what time do you guys close? I don't want to hound you all day about questions that you can't answer. You know, I'm not going to ask you 15 times the same question. And you tell me no 15 times. So when when's a good time to call you back to see what progress looks like? Well, we normally close at five. Mm-hmm. But because Jaguar tickets go on sale, we'll be open to 830. Yeah. Well, shit. So, I am. I am. I'm confident that I will. When I board my flight on United on the 26th, because again, I planned on flying down the day of Dynamite, and Dynamite is usually on a Wednesday until the NBA says nah, it ain't. And right. apparently, it's not going to be on a Wednesday. It's going to be on a Friday at 10 o'clock. Well, I've already booked from Wednesday to Friday in Jacksonville. So now this is the $64,000 question for me. What do I do? Do I fly down to Jacksonville on Wednesday? It's been Wednesday and Thursday without any of the festivities starting. Saturday is dynamite. I mean, Friday is dynamite, and that's at 10, 10 o'clock at night, which whatever I'm going to go to because that's what, that's why I'm there. But instead of getting to my hotel at, you know, 11 after, you know, maybe grabbing something to eat after the show because you know, fuck arena prices. Um, <laughs> the show won't end to midnight. So instead of taking, you know, the last bus or the last Uber or whatever, <laughs> because Jacksonville, it's a sleepy town. Don't think it's not. Now it's 1230 and I'm, walking the streets of Jacksonville back to my hotel a mile away because it's across the river. It's a half mile as the crows flies, but it's a half mile wide river. Okay. So now we're looking at 1230, one o'clock getting back to my hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can argue that, well, that's uh, you know not a big deal, but the, the difference is going to bed and getting up and seeing the city earlier in the morning, which I prefer to do. Um, at 11 after the show or at 1 a.m. after the show. That's that's the, that's a big difference of two hours um, when you don't really know culturally how a city works. 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. in New York isn't that big of a difference. No. 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. in D.C. will be the difference between a metro ride and a cab ride. Okay. You might right. can push 1 a.m. depending on what bus you need. In Jacksonville, it's the difference between a walk or or the last bus in town. Right. The city so, shuts down. <laughs> yeah, the city shuts down. Uh, you know, as, as cities do. So I'm kind of getting hosed on being there for two days uh, for no reason. Mm-hmm. But it's too not, it's not too late, but the price for the hotel has gone up because fortunately COVID has gotten better. It's Memorial Day weekend. People are yeah. traveling. And so I can't really rebook my hotel. It would yeah. cost me more money to rebook my hotel in the same spot than it would be to keep two free days. The same thing with my plane ticket. 
it would cost me more to adjust it to a shorter time because the prices have gone up, especially since uh, this oil pipeline shenanigans where people are out in their lawnmowers, double parked in the middle of the street waiting to get to the gas station, <laughs> it has driven up the price of, of things so that I can't just reschedule my plane ticket because I'm going to have to pay the difference. So it would cost me more money to lose two free days. So I guess I'm going to Jacksonville early then. So I, I don't have my ticket, which is annoying. Um, and I'm going to raise holy hell if I don't hear it, you know, by Wednesday. I think Wednesday is reasonable yeah. enough. But it's just, a, you know, and, and actually the grand irony is two chains laughed openly and loudly when I suggested that you call a number to get ahead of um, of, of the curve. He, he did laugh. Yeah. He right. absolutely <laughs> laughed openly and loudly and said, who's doing that? And I'm here right now to say wherever you are, sir. Yeah, that. So the bottom, <laughs> so the bottom line is, is that um, this was an experience. It wasn't as bad as the Wells Fargo Center fiasco, which they were like counting my change with an abacus. Um, buying tickets in that place was harder than like getting into the CIA. Uh, the shit was ridiculous, and I wouldn't recommend it at all. But um, and we were going to the Royal Rumble. Like, yeah, we went to TakeOver, and they wouldn't take our money. Like, this is, this is ridiculous. But this thing is just antiquated to hell. So Jamal, oh, going forward, so let's just say worst case scenario happens. Do you mm-hmm. have a backup plan as to what you're going to do in Jacksonville? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now that my plans have been dashed for dynamite on Wednesday, mm-hmm. I have two free days in Jacksonville to do other things. Um, so yes, I do have a plan for those. Okay. Um, Jacksonville has a hockey team. Um, it's a minor league hockey team, but I, mm-hmm. I do enjoy hockey. So I will be going to the Iceman game. Go Iceman. Um, I do want to see baseball. Um, yes. And that's another, you know, I'm a big baseball fan. So mm-hmm. I'm wearing two teams right now. <laughs> so uh, I would, will be going to see the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. All hail the Jumbo Shrimp. Hail um, the shrimp. <laughs> goddamn right. So I will be stocking up on Jumbo Shrimp merch while I'm down there. So shrimp instead of going to games... On Saturday, which is what I plan to do, I'm just going to go to the game on Friday night. Oh, no, Thursday night. Um, and then uh, St. Augustine, you know, the oldest city in the U.S., uh, is there. You know, they have like a Spanish fort. It's quite ridiculous. Um, the beach, uh, maybe I can get a spot like um, a shirtless Jim Ross on the beach, you know, with his binoculars <laughs> early in the morning. Um, uh, they, have a, they have a Whataburger mm. in uh, Jacksonville. I'm loving that nice. you have an itinerary. This makes me happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no. This, this is how I plan trips. I don't, I, don't, I don't mess around. I absolutely have an itinerary. I know exactly where I'm going. Um, now, my itinerary will change, but I'm not I'm not just like, well, back to the hotel for 96 hours. No, fuck that. We got you to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they have a Whataburger in, in Jacksonville. So I will be hitting yeah. up Whataburger um, because I've only had that like once, and it was interesting. I want your honest feedback after Whataburger because I get into debates down here in Texas since I moved about whether or not it's overrated. So I would love mm. to hear your feedback when you get back. Yeah. So I've, I've only had it once and, and actually might actually have to do a live mukbang because I will oh. I'll be in Jacksonville and um, I might might could swing by the Whataburger before the show on that Thursday. There cool. you go. Yeah. On so the scene reporting. Yeah. 
So I do have a question for you, real quick, Jamal. You know, as 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 you doing going through this itinerary. So I, if you haven't heard, or if the people listening haven't heard, the state of Maryland is one of the newer states that says, okay, we're eliminating restrictions. Florida has already been going through that process, and I know Texas has too about you know reducing some of these restrictions. How are you feeling two weeks away? One, going into a full capacity stadium, and two, going into a venue that is you know going through some COVID restrictions or already been through that. How are you feeling going through that? So uh, just a couple of things to, to, to before to preface that with. Um, I have I have a job that doesn't allow me to work from home. Mm-hmm. I'm in an industry that I need to be in the office. Mm-hmm. And for that job, I have been going to work for the past year. Mm-hmm. So... Um, since I've been on the bus five days a week traveling downtown to do work, uh, the idea of being in a cramped space with all, you know, host of people yeah. um, is, is, has been a challenge. But over the past year, that challenge has been easier to deal with because this time last year, when I was on the bus, it would take me two hours to get home. And I live about, you know, four miles north of downtown. So it would take me two miles to get home, two hours to get home, because I hear a call from the bus. I go, yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's time to get off. It's time to get off. It's time to go. I, you know. And there were so and few walk. buses running, too. Exactly. So there were so few buses running. They cut off half the bus so that you couldn't sit up front. Right. Um, everybody had to enter and exit through the back door, which is smaller than the front. So, um, and I had, I was basically dressed like a beekeeper with my, you know, helmet and my shield and my gloves <laughs> and and everything like that. So knowing what we knew about the virus then and knowing what we know now is a hell of a a different thing. Mm -hmm. Do I still keep, you know, hand sanitizer and wear your two-faced mask and all that? Yes. Am I still afraid of this crackhead on the back of the bus, you know, snot bubbles? Yes. (laughs) Yes. But um, am I afraid that he's going to give me COVID? Not as much because I've also been vaccinated fully. Mm -hmm. And that's mm-hmm. been about a month. So um, as far as that goes, you know, Daly's Place, uh, 5,500 people is max capacity. You know, give or take a couple standing room only seats. Um, I'm, you know, if I can get on the bus, a crowded bus, uh, with all manner of folk on there, uh, I'm going to have to, you know, that's like the baby step. That's only 20, 30 people. Mm-hmm. But so many other, you know, um, restrictive hurdles would have to have been crossed for me to even get to Jacksonville. I need to take the train to the airport. I need to get on the plane to, I need to go through airport security. I need to, you know, go and um, get on the plane to Jacksonville, deal with their public transit, check into the hotel, which is a confluence of people. And this is all before I even go to one event. So if I'm going to have a problem with Daly's Place and not have a problem with the other high contact areas that I'm going to have to traverse to get in, just to be in the city, then it would be quite silly of me to say that the sky has fallen if I had if I had done everything else and all of these other high contact areas, I would. um, Yeah, it it would be kind of silly of me to do that. And, And to be fair. I've been going to the movies too. Um, you know, granted they have not been full, but I am feeling a lot better about being outside in general. Um, 
So it is kind of what it is at this point. And I think AEW has done a pretty decent job. Now, granted, every shot I saw on Dynamite was some toothless yokel without a mask on. But a lot of no masks last night on there. But you know what? Sure. <laughs> I'm wearing two. And I, I would be too if it was me too, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Since I'm double yeah. vaccinated, I mm-hmm. wouldn't have my mask on the entire time either. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Right. I'm no. I will be wearing my mask, and if I'm the only one, then so be it. Um, and if they feel that they yeah, understand what they want to do, then so be it. Right. Um, but I, I just think that you know, being on the plane, being on the bus, being on the train, going to a movie, um, eating at a restaurant. If I'm willing to do all of those things and not willing to go to Daly's place. Eh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, what are you going to do at this point? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, so come on vaccine. Don't fail me now, but I, <laughs> I think I'm ready to put it. This is like the last hurdle before I go. All right. What, what, let's make some summer stand plans. Right. There you go. Man. It's weird how that, that their whole ticket rollout for this has been really like last minute. And just kind of like, well, this whole event's been thrown at the wall. It seems like it's like, oh, we booked this. this, They're booking this pay per view like it's a WWE B level show. Mm -hmm. Like, just throwing it against the wall and seeing if it sticks like a ninja star. And they're going to come up with something, obviously. But I I came in late, so I'm just going to ask this question before we move on. Is your hype level where it should be? And you can go around. Is your hype level where you think it would be at this point for this pay-per-view? Or are we kind of just like, meh, we'll wait and see. Because Jamal's happy because he gets to actually go to the event. Right. But the rest totally of different us, experience. The rest of us, like, do we care? My hype level is like what Cody's promo was last night. Oh, uh, problematic? <laughs> yes. Yes. So that that's where I am. And I know we're going to touch on that a little bit later. But that I mean, it's like, uh, okay, I know you're coming, but it's nothing yeah. really there for me. Right. Coming off of blood and guts and all the hype they put into that, That's this feels like a this feels like a definitive step down yes. from the job they were doing hype in that. That that's where I'm at. So it's like it, to me, it just feels like a show. It doesn't feel like anything extra special. It feels like a B level pay per view at yep. the very yeah. least. Well, I'm actually going to take a different approach to this and say that I think this is actually smarter than we're giving them credit for okay. because they brought in blood and guts. And which arguably should have been a pay-per-view unto itself. Mm-hmm. Give you that. Um, it's given the nature of the match. It really could have been one 90 minute long event, you know, and, and, and stuff. And we've covered that before, but the bottom line is, is that I want them to do it again. Now that it's in Canon, they can, they should only go up from, from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. And so they do blood and guts. And then the next thing after is, uh, Nagata having a match on TNT for the first time in, in, in 200 years. So that's a huge deal uh, in and of itself. So it's like hype and then another separate level of hype. Um, SCU had you know their final match of the team. Now granted I hate the way it played out. It was lost over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was I mean, a very was, TNA to the back moment as soon yeah. as it was done. It was like, yeah, we gotta go. Yeah. Yeah, it was dumb. It was it was dumb. But 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 still, that but that match in and of itself was hype. You had three championship matches um, on Dynamite last night, which it, which felt like you know big deals uh, on paper. I you know I have, I have a different opinion about the show, but but it felt like big deals on paper. So this entire month, you know, from May fifth, May twelfth, 
And then God only knows what they're going to do, you know, next week. Um, you know, that's the next show. And then the go home is on a Friday. So I really think that they've been building this month as pretty high profile versus the opposite of the last pay-per-view, which was Team Taz interrupts Sting, take 96, and action. And go. Right. Right. So so I think this, this has kind of been the polar opposite of that. Maybe they're listening to the fans and going like, okay, we get it. The pay-per-view is coming. Or and, and then they're like consistently building hype. And then next thing you know, you've kind of not necessarily forgotten about the pay-per-view, but there's so much other goodness that the pay-per-view in sounds like a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. But we still they still have another hype match from the pay-per-view, which is a double or nothing uh casino battle royal. Uh, no, casino ladder match. One of them. But they they they, they have like their special event at that pay-per-view because the other poker-related thing is at All Out. So there is still some more meat left on the bone. It's just that I think that they, they, they've they just kind of done the opposite. You know, a eight-week build with three weeks worth of content versus a two-month build done in two weeks. Um, because all of the, all of this hype, you know, whether whether it was the Nagata match or Blood and Guts, all of these things are pay per view level uh, events. So, I personally, I'm looking at it from the standpoint of this has been one month long pay per view, <laughs> and the the final act of that pay per view will be on the thirtieth. Okay, so long term long term storytelling at this point with the way the pay per view is playing out. Um, I mean, yeah, because if you take any section of this month so far, mm-hmm. you could put that on pay-per-view. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the, the Miro versus uh, Darby Allen match was a pay-per-view level match. It was. Mm-hmm. They had on TV. Mm-hmm. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why they did that. And maybe that's to, to yeah. your point that they would have given us so much good stuff that the other actual stuff that's supposed to be the best is pedestrian yeah. by design. And... I mean, Maybe it is too much of a good thing. Yeah, I mean, they're doing Stadium Stampede on the pay-per-view. They easily could have swapped that they are. with mm-hmm. War Games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they announced that last night. So, like, you easily could have done Stadium Stampede instead in of Blood, and, blood and Guts, guts yep. and then Blood and Guts on the pay-per-view. Oh, your reaction. Do a little sh- shell game there. It's, it's No, but, it's but see, here's the thing, though. So you, so you say that they have Stadium Stampede at the pay-per-view. That's fine. But no matter what, it could have been the same result. Mm-hmm. It's going to be well. Damn, why don't we? You know, we got to have a lot of fans for this, and and you're never going to please everybody. And, and like, if they have stadium stampede without fans, you're going to say, well, shit is open. Why not have fans there? You can't do that match with fans. They need to use the stadium. Yeah, okay. it's, All it's cinematic. It. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can't do that with fans. It's got to. It's got to be pre-shot for it to be any to be comparable to what it was last year. It has to have all those set pieces and stuff, right. and all that has to be done like beforehand. Right. So, uh, you know, and also uh, with commercials, does that match hold weight on Dynamite? Mm-hmm. A lot of these things built up to great set pieces, but because the match was uninterrupted, also the match was only 30 minutes. So versus Blood and Guts, which was 45 ish. Um, but the long and short of it is the stadium stampede worked with commercial interruption. I don't think that there is a thing that you can do in Stadium Stampede that would work in picture in picture. So, 
I think they're, they're, it's it's an interesting rock and hard place that they found themselves between. Right. And I don't and think one, I've seen a, a company that's actually given people too much of a good thing. And one thing that you kind of hit, it's like going in reverse order. And I know every time I look at a B-level WWE pay-per-view, it's like I go in with no expectations. And some, some, sometimes when I go in with no expectation, the show is better than what I expect. Right. And kind of hearing you said that, Jamal, just kind of me thinking that reverse order. Let's give you everything in front of what we could do. Maybe not build it up for the show, but you know because we did consistently on these Wednesdays of what we can do, that is going to be built up for there. So you just brought an intri- intriguing point for me, um, but still going in from what I'm thinking as promoting to something that you have to pay to see instead of get on free and TV. It's just right there. It's not hitting for me, but you do make an interesting counterpoint as I'm thinking about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think uh, either, either way, I, I do think that it is um, an interesting approach, especially since it's the polar opposite of yeah. what they did for the last pay-per-view re- revolution which was met with mixed results. Right. Um, you know, for all of the hype that was the Darby uh, Team Taz match and whatever, Sting, Sting Team Taz match, um, the cinematic match that they did was fine. We got an eight-week bill for that? Okay. And now with no bill, people go, well, <clears throat> where's the bill? So, you know, so which is? <laughs> which is? <laughs> We'll find out. We got two weeks for them to put it together, and then who knows where they go from there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Back to the. I think they're more concerned with those Jaguar tickets they're trying to move, and that's the problem. They they got all their focus on that, and the the wrestling tickets are kind of buried underneath all that stuff. I think. We will see. Hopefully, you will have an answer by the time we come back next Wednesday, and you won't be uh, going to Jacksonville (laughs) blind. Folks, we are going to go to our commercial break real quick. And when we come back, someone has resurfaced. And we have a lot to talk about involving that. So we'll be back right after that. This is your Big Gold Belt Group live tonight. This episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected to the advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add the Big Gold Bell podcast in the section titled, How Did You Hear About Podgo? in the application. All right, folks, we are back. And we had an interesting afternoon. I was not expecting this name to pop up. This afternoon. This isn't I, so, well. <laughs> I told you so, Will. This isn't I told you so. By you specifically, by you specifically said I told we've you had so. A lot of the, we have had a lot of those moments on this show recently with, if you want to call it an I told you so moment, I don't know. But, we, well, the thing was, we, we knew she was going to go somewhere. The question was just where, but the bigger thing was all the talk that happened when everything went down. But in case you haven't heard, we'll set the table here. Reports came out today. Uh, I think Fightful was the, yes. who uh, broke the story initially, and it's been confirmed since through other sources, that Zelina Vega, or Thea Trinidad, whichever name you want to go by, has uh, appeared at the Performance Center today, the WWE Performance Center. She was there and filming some stuff, and I guess talks have begun of bringing her back into the fold. And I guess the biggest thing for me is if she was straight up at the Performance Center, which is what the reports were, is that she was physically there, 
I assume it's got to be happening then. If they got to that point that she physically came in, I would think it's got to be a done deal. But obviously, this goes back to all the talk we had in the fall about unionization mm -hmm. and her wanting to keep her Twitch money mm -hmm. and OnlyFans. Only, yep. And how all these outside sources were going to save the world and unionize wrestling suddenly. And we talked about it a ton on this show yep. for many weeks. And here we are. Not only is Thea Trinidad back in the wrestling business, she's right back where she started. It looks like. <laughs> well, it looks to Which be I think where is she the belongs. biggest surprise. Of, yeah, it, it, I think that's the biggest surprise of all is that not only is she back, she's right back where she started. So it makes me wonder were some concessions agreed to or did she show up at the door hat in hand and like uh you know what here's my uh twitch money and uh here's my only fans money and uh can i please come back yeah <laughs> don't, we don't know those details yet but gentlemen thoughts uh damien how about you jump in here first because we broke this down so many ways back in the fall this oh. whole scenario and here we are oh. zelina at the performance center so, Will, you were one of the first people I remember online commenting on the fact that let's see how long this OnlyFans and Twitch money lasts before she goes, you know, back to where she came from or where, where her money, her bread is buttered. You know what I mean? So we talked mm -hmm. movies. We talked Ring of Honor. We talked Impact. And, and here's the one thing that we all kind of forgot about, probably because we thought he'd be gone too. Her husband's still there. He's still there. Yep. And he is and now getting a push. And up on TV. And yep, he's he now getting vignettes. Yep. Hmm. Kind of funny how he's getting vignettes and getting in the best shape of his life. And now the rumor is that the, the missus is coming back. And then we realized how much Raw has been garbaggio the last couple of weeks. But there was a small snippet in the pandemic era where she was in charge of Los Guapos, as we called them. And she right. was one of the best parts of Monday Night Raw. Who's to say they wouldn't bring her back to Monday Night Raw in some capacity? Because, well, as much as we got Eve Marie, and I know you love the fact that Eve Marie's coming back, <laughs> give me give me ten uh, Thea Trinidads before you give me one Eve Marie. But those there's room were, for both. There's room for both. Well, I, ho I hope she beats the crap out of her. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but what I, what I'm interested in seeing is, to your point, Will, did she come back hat in hand? Or was this always, because Sean Rossap brought this up too, that there's been plenty of, of former release talent that's been brought back on a, on a short-term basis after mm -hmm. a small break. Seven months, eight months, he referenced crime time being gone for eight months, eight months, Daniel Bryan for two months, et cetera, et cetera. So this isn't out of the realm of possibility. Uh, maybe just they all looked around and said, man, you know what we need? An actual female valet that could wrestle. Because God mm -hmm. knows on Monday Night Raw, the women's division, aside from Asuka and Charlotte, needs a lot of work. So It's tough times. It's tough times. It's very lean at that moment, at that point. So I think this is the perfect, you know, rubber meets the road situation. She probably said, you know what? I'm not making any money on OnlyFans. My cosplay career isn't making me any money. So let's go back to do what I'm good at. And also be around my husband. Maybe that was part of the concession. We don't really know. Where it's like, hey, if my husband gets a push, can I come back? And then, because admittedly, people said she left on good terms, save for that one instance in Vince's office. We had all these talks of Gabrielle Carteris, Andrew Yang, yep. unionized, baby. They were, all, 
They were all going to save the day. They were and, all going to save the day. And no one did a dang thing. Nope. Once again, evil triumphs. The buck is what matters. Money talks and BS walks. Welcome back, Zelina Vega. We missed you. So I'm, I'm going to look at this from the WWE's perspective because, Damien, you hit all the great points as far as what this means for Zelina, uh, building up her career again with her husband, everything of that nature. But let me talk about it from the WWE's perspective, why it's kind of a win-win for both situations. Okay. Now, WWE for the past couple of years have been shuffling around their pay-per-views a lot during their summer months because that's the months that, you know, people tend not to watch TV. A lot of things are off during that time. Season Seasons are over during that time from national networks. So what have they done recently that's going to be consistent? Why I think they're doing it at this time. I really think they want to use Money in the Bank to catapult the summer season, getting ready for SummerSlam, and bring it back all these new and returning pieces. Because look at the vignettes Mm -hmm. that you just mentioned. We're talking about Eva Marie, now the rumors of Zelina, Aleister Black. Think about when you have seven or eight members from both women's and men's division working, being the Money in the Bank match as the summer catapult of who you're trying to push during the summer and why not bring it back to after this little reboot from WrestleMania that you're trying to do for this crappy pay-per-view that's coming up and use that Raw after that pay-per-view or then the SmackDown after that pay-per-view to build to your summer months because you're going to be building towards Money in the Bank and that is where you're going to try to catapult what you can do to compete against AEW and all these other promotions coming back now with all these live crowds so you can make sure you have the most heat, most watch fans that can come through Peacock, everything of that nature throughout the summer so you can build that to your fall programming, which will lead into Royal Rumble season for 2022 upcoming. So I think this is a real big piece that WWE is trying to pull some pieces together about who they can return, who they can keep, who they can bring back as fresh fresh faces in order to do that. And I think Zelina can be a perfect woman catapult on the mic and in the ring, or not unless you want to pair her as a valet with somebody to try to build them up throughout the summer. And that's another good question. Who do you put her with if she comes back now that Andrade is not there? That is, I wouldn't be, now I wouldn't be surprised, even though Aleister Black had his own vignette, I would not be surprised if she does some type of promo with him. Not saying Aleister can't, yeah, not saying Aleister can't talk for himself, but look at what Paul Heyman kind of did for Roman Reigns. Roman doesn't talk or did not talk before Paul Heyman, but now with Paul Heyman, Paul has talked a little bit, but you don't need Paul anymore while Roman is doing his his feuds and his microphone. You're looking for what Roman's going to say now, even though Paul is with him. Zelina could do the same thing for Aleister Black because Aleister was missing that charismatic charismatic piece with his character. Now you bring Mm -hmm. Zelina with him they're already a power couple and make them have a, a few together because it's changing from that gothic image to what he had in this last vignette to be something a little bit more, you know, intelligent focused or stuff of that nature. Put a perfect mouthpiece with that, that you got something going there. And you know, there's a segment of that audience that would eat them up together because they want to play into the whole idea of, oh, she left and she came back and now she gets to be with her man. The people who were so happy to see her go, you know they're not happy that now she's going back. But that's the kind of thing. If she goes back and she's paired with him, that would be interesting. I think a lot of people would get a lot of attention from a lot of folks. But, yeah, what exactly she's going to do what the terms are of her coming back. Those are really the, the big questions here that we're going to have to wait and see where this goes. But I'm, I'm way, 
way curious. Crab, do you have any thoughts on this? We broke down the unionization thing so much on here. We were thinking of all the different things she could do, and here we are. We're right back at square one. And, and the, the, here's the thing. Why is that necessarily a bad thing? At the end of the day, uh, I think as fans, we have to realize that as much as we want something and desire something, um, at the end of the day, her mortgage is it's the 13th. Her mortgage is due on the 1st. Yep. You know, that, that's really what it comes down to. And, if, and also, there is peace of mind when it comes to doing work as well. Um, realistically... Is going is WWE the best outfit for her creatively? Well, on the surface, probably not. But we don't know exactly what the inner workings are. Maybe they are going to give her an opportunity to have a little bit more say in her in her in her business. Maybe mm-hmm. she, she maybe she is going to get a little bit more equity in that in the in the money breakdown. You know, maybe she is going to get to license her merch or the Black Mass merch that her and Alistair Black have. Who knows? Um, I, we don't really know what that comes from, but we just know that, you know, from our fantasy book and perspective, it's just a matter of you need to go to AEW because women's wrestling, or you need to go to impact so that you can face whoever I want you to face in my creative, uh, um, you know, booking fantasy booking Twitter account, you know, that, that's really, that's unfortunate because that's not, you know, the reality, that's not a hundred percent of the reality of the situation. And the reality is, you know, maybe she does want to work with her husband. Maybe being apart from him, you know, creatively is too much. Um, traveling and, and running the different cities, maybe too much. Um, or maybe not. You know, maybe they just said, nah, listen, uh, you know, we need you speak English and we know that Bad Bunny is is a draw. Yes. You need to, we need you to come. What what do we gotta do to get you to come back? We don't know who blinked for there might be a nice little raise on the table for all. True. We don't know. Yeah. So is she like Maria Canellas where she can just walk into a, a small pond and be a massive fish and just do things and love the work that Maria's doing in Ring of Honor right now? But we don't know if, if you know, if Thea was added, um, offered that role. We don't even know who called her. Right. Yeah, because it's also, yeah. yeah, because realistically, she could have just gone, okay, YouTube is cool. Conventions aren't coming back, so it's not like she's traveling for non-wrestling work. Um, Twitch is cool, but eventually she's going to have to go back to work to reestablish her name. Right. She's not a streamer for her. She's a wrestler. So until she does something cool in wrestling or in streaming, it's not she needs to go back to work. So it really is. Um, it really is interesting uh, to see what she decides to do. And if, and if she's shooting things at the Performance Center uh, for her to come back, we don't even know what that is. It literally could be a best of women's wrestling at NXT. It could be a setup for, for the Evolution pay-per-view. That's been long rumored. It could be a setup for the Mae Young Classic. That's been long rumored. So we really just don't know and have to like wait for all of the pieces to drop. But, pe- but we heard a thing and, hey, she was in Orlando. That doesn't have to mean anything. People thought that WWE was buying Impact when the only thing they did was say, we just want the AJ Styles tapes. Just let us borrow the AJ Styles tapes. And people were like, oh my God, Vince is by the the owl. Vince just bought a birdcage and AJ Styles tapes, so Impact is moving to Monday nights. I mean, 
let's not jump ahead of ourselves. Let's not jump ahead uh, to, to massive conclusions, which we already did. But also, let's recognize the fact that at the end of the day, she has to make the best personal and financial decision for herself and her family and all of her cats. And, um, you know, the only thing I can say is I wish her well in her future endeavors. Yeah, I think that nails it. It's, it's a situation right now where it's stay tuned. The word broke today. Yeah. Something's happening. And if anything, it's got my attention. And Lord knows, like Damien was saying earlier, Raw needs the damn help. But, of course, her husband is on SmackDown. So who knows? Are they going to be together? Are they oh, not? But if, they're not traveling, if it's not traveling yet, that's that's moot if they're on different brands. I could see if we're back to doing right. a full-time travel schedule. but That can happen after yeah, some I was just talking – I was just talking storyline wise. Got gotcha, you. Gotcha. Oh yeah, and if there's a draft, if there's a draft coming, and with you bringing the with the fans coming back, there is I think going to be that interest to be like to want to do a big reset for when they go back to touring. Mm-hmm. Whenever we get there, if it ends up being July or whatever, if the, when the doors get open and they go back on the road, I think there's going to be a big interest in like resetting the table when that goes down. They're going to want to have some big kickoff event for that. So right. we'll see. That's that's all I gotta say on that. Any, anyone, any other thoughts before we move on? Nope. I yeah. think we've all hit it. Mm-hmm. All right, there we go. So I, we're gonna do this as topic number three. That damn Cody Rhodes promo. Oh my god. <laughs> that was something, folks. If uh, there's a lot of I guess varied opinions on Cody Rhodes last night for his uh, Anthony Agogo, I am the American dream and this British guy is coming and I my daughter's on the way and I don't know quite what Cody was going for there. Uh, I'm going to just give my quick thoughts because there was, all, there was, I don't know if he got lost in the middle of his uh, train of thought, maybe, because it seemed like in the middle he was just kind of rambling, rambling in that darn promo, and then yeah. suddenly it goes back around to Anthony Agogo and all this. But the whole part he's talking about his dad and the country and people coming together and those times we're living in. Mark. It's like, dude, what are you even trying to do? What is the point here? And then somehow it turns into I am Cody Rhodes, the American Dream, and my daughter is on the way. And I need to, I need to defi- defeat this British menace to somehow make this right. <laughs> well, you just is said that it. What it British was? menace. Yes. No. Yeah. That, this is it. This is. You didn't know this was Rocky Drago all over again, just between, between America and the UK. Because right, that, that I got a very old school vibe off of this. That's what they were going for. And mm. That's one. Because if you go back to when a go-go a couple weeks ago was talking about how much he hates being in the USA, can't wait to go back to, you know, back to England, draping the Union Jack flag, you know, trying to get that heat. This is very akin to Rusev and, and John Cena back in Mania, where it's the foreign heel who hates America. And we've seen it since we all were kids. And here comes Hulk Hogan, I mean, Cody Rhodes to, uh, to kind of try to save the day for hashtag America. What really irked me was to Will's point is where midway through, it just got to the point where it became about like his wife and, and American values. And then the camera points to that obvious person in the crowd, the obvious plant wearing the BLM shirt who looked like oh he was forced God. to applaud during that whole entire thing. And I'm thinking, did the network execs really think this was a great idea to put this there? 
Like to, yes. to do this, that yeah, this was going to rile us up in a positive way to watch this feud. It, it was a very yes. political moment. Yes. It was a very political moment. Thing. But this isn't Sergeant Slaughter and General Adnan versus Hulk Hogan here. This is literally Cody Rhodes wrestling Anthony Agogo in his first major pay-per-view match. But in order to add sizzle to it, you want to talk about Team America World Police? No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. That lost me. So the problem that I had with it, um, it wasn't really about what was said. Because as an American, I'm not just going to go with somebody shows national pride, so that makes them a heel. Um, no, no, I don't think so. I think that both of them have an opportunity to be proud of where they're from. Yeah. I don't understand how a go-go did what he did for heel heat and didn't get it. And then Cody did what he did as a face and got heel heat. So it's not about Cody Rhodes at this point. It seems like y'all just hate America. So <laughs> that's a different problem. Um, the problem that I have with his speech was that he turned this international, uh, you know, clusterfuck of an issue <laughs> into him. He made yeah. this international incident uh, about him, about his father, about his daughter, about his wife. He started Me off having this baby is going to make everything all right. She's going to save America. Like, yeah, right. I mean, he's, he or make it something again. Talking about, oh, well, calm down, okay? Um, <laughs> he, he started off talking about all of these dreams and values and how the you know America as this land of providence and, and this melting pot. Okay, cool. Those things are true. Look at all of us. And then he just started talking about himself. And that's a dick move. Like, so which is it? Are you fighting for the mom and pops in Missouri and the businessmen in New York and the surfer dude in California and everybody in between the unwashed masses, as it were, as it's, you know, tattooed on the Statue of Liberty's ankle. Mm -hmm. Or are you fighting for your daughter who's rich because you're an executive vice president and will never have to work hard again? Are you fighting for yourself? Who's the grandson of a plumber, but the plumber had a son that made it big. Are you fighting for your wife that's been in the business, not as long as you have, but for a long time, and literally was a model before that? There's a bit of contextual hypocrisy that's underlying his uh, his message. So I can't take him seriously as a working man when we've seen his house and his beautiful wife. And if you like that type of thing, his dumbass dog. We've seen hey, his hey, version. What's wrong with the fuck, dog? Fuck that dog. Um, he he's literally gonna have a reality show. I mean, yeah. he's literally gonna have a reality show. That's a pun on a stupid ass name because he's made okay. it. And it's called Rose to the Top because he's made it. I don't want to hear shit about him. you creating the American dream. I don't want to hear anything about him and, and the, using the word struggle when he's so far on the other side uh -huh. of the coin. Yes, when he takes the bus to work and has to deal with bullshit in the customer service job, then we can talk about struggle. But until then, Cody, on behalf of America, shut the fuck up. In case you all <laughs> didn't hear Jamal, Cody, on behalf of America, <laughs> shut the fuck up. It's right. like that, that Deadspin article that dropped that torched him a week ago, it was, it was seen into the future. Mm -hmm. <laughs> with people coming after Cody with this whole thing. But yeah, and, and he did it before... Great. 
He did it before back in February. Remember, Cody dropped um, Black History Month merch, right? Right. Now, granted, the merch went towards a thing, and it's supposed to help people do things, and and that's cool. But he's an executive at the second largest, second most prominent. I don't want to say largest because I don't know. Um, but this, he's the second most prominent wrestling company in America, arguably in North America, top five in the world, arguably. And instead of, I don't know, hiring more black writers, hiring more black photographers, hiring more black wrestlers, he puts on a t-shirt and says, thanks. Yeah, this is the guy that's supposed to be Hulk Hogan where he's barely the blue blazer. Cody, on behalf of America, you know what it is. <laughs> you can't talk about struggling when your dad was booking Jim Crockett promotions when you were born. And for God's sake, when Cody got into wrestling, he never even to work the indies. He just went right to the PC and just started up and then did the indie thing, of course, after the WWE run. So even his own path through wrestling hasn't been yeah. the starting out at the bottom and having to claw his way to the top. It's like, dude, you had the advantages from the beginning. It's There was a lot tone deaf in that. I think it was what I kept hearing people saying. You know what? It's probably the best promo that screams privileged since Ro- uh, Logan mm. Easton LaRoe. <laughs> because, I mean, MJF, we can see that it's a gimmick. And, and, you know, maybe he's rich, maybe he's not. I don't really care. But the idea is Cody's, you know, backstory screams privilege. And he's talking about fighting for the common man. That's the problem. Well, and, and, when it in comes essence, crashing down, it hurts inside. You know how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's the problem for me. And it's kind of like, ugh, well, yeah. Also, how much of it uh, of the he wanted to be the American dream for one night, do you think that that was part of the great no, part totally. of his promo? He couldn't wait to say that. That that, that was, that oh, was no it. Oh, no doubt. And, I get and, to be my daddy. I want to play daddy. That's one night I'm going to put only. on daddy's shoes. I'm going to put on daddy's robe. It, it's totally what it is. It's, is I he going to put on daddy's polka dots? He might come out to his music, too. <laughs> Oh but he, but totally I guarantee that he'll have his pyro. Oh, he will. He will. <laughs> and and I'll just add to that because that was my point. That was my point too. He just wanted to make a point of a connection for the American dream and doing mm-hmm. with his dad. But that was not the best way to go through it. You guys don't hit all the points. I don't need to add to it. It's just when you're trying yeah. to get your punchline, the way to you get your punchline has to align, or it doesn't yep. make sense. It didn't make sense. Yeah, there's got to be some self awareness, right? Cody's biggest feud has been between him and his father's legacy since AEW started. That's that's been the longest that's, running that's feud. The, that's the feud right in AEW. Eddie. Yep. And 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 I'm not like obviously that is the other the double edged sword that he faces. Um, and you know to be fair, he's done some good in it. Like I don't want to champ- challenge for the championship because I know I'm an executive vice president. And then on the other hand. I'm doing the Go Big Show, and Snoop Dogg's going to rap my theme, and all this other stuff. Um, yes, you know, there is some privilege that goes to with his position, but however, he did the work, and, and he did, you know, every silver spoon that he was given, he was able to take that and craft it into something better. So I, I applaud the work that he's doing, 
And maybe that's the angle that he should have taken. Yes, he's a person of privilege, but you still have to do the work. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was given to him, but he had to do that and run with it. Yeah. And when he left WWE, you know, as a, as a joke, he rebuilt himself as the person that he is. And people, yeah. that was only, what, three years ago? When he was running around the Indies and, and, and kicking ass, and then he made Nick Aldis look excited. So don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not, you know, going to say that Cody didn't make a name for himself. But the elephant in the room has been wearing a polka dot vest, and the elephant's named Dusty. And that's his business his struggle for really ever. And that's unfortunate. That really is unfortunate. However, um, I just think that the, he had the right idea mm-hmm. because Ogogo did start it with the Union Jack and the coffin Union Jack deal draped over him. But the direction that he took it was definitely missed the mark. Yeah. I think that nails it. We'll see. Uh, he's got two weeks to kind of sell this match. I think so they, they're desperate to sell this match and get a go-go over. So they're they're throwing stuff at the wall. And I guess Cody, it's, it reminds me a lot when Cody feuded with Sean Spears. Mm. Told, mm. I'm a, I am going to will this guy into being somebody through my own sheer being Cody Rhodes. I'm going to carry him into being a superstar. But that's the thing that bothers me about Cody is the fact that he thinks he's that guy to elevate that talent. And it's no, Mm -hmm. you're not. He's not. Right. Uh, Yeah. I think uh, really quick, I'm looking forward to a go-go. I really am because my man's using a punch like the big show, like the hard punch back in the day as his finisher because a boxer is supposed to do that. So I'm looking forward to see what he does between the ropes. Mm-hmm. But my, my whole thing, honestly, is why did it have to be Cody? Because now Cody's being Triple H, and it, it feels a little feels a little ham-fisted that, well, I'm going to try to elevate this talent, and if they can't do it, that's on them. When in reality, you're not that guy. You haven't been that guy, no matter who the talent is you're working against, to be the elevator. You're just along for mm. the ride, too, to put yourself over. That's funny you say that, Damien. For the person that Cody kind of despises the most, he acts or tries to act like the most. It's very mm-hmm. interesting how that, that that's been you. And you're totally right. You're totally right. And he's not that person to elevate talent like that. And I don't know if he ever can be. He just has to be himself and doing what he needs to do and stop living in the shadow of people he's trying to follow. Like he his brother. But he absolutely can be because, again, uh, think back to two or three years, three or four years ago when he had to reestablish himself as the person that he says he was. Yeah. And and to a degree, he did that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, he doesn't have like the uh, the legacy that like the Bucks and Kenny has and that same right. fan base and right. all that good stuff. Uh, but he still had to, you know, and, and that's unfortunate because it already felt like the Bucks and Kenny and Cody, uh, the Bucks and Kenny and Cody and, and Hangman. Cody. <laughs> and, you know, so that that's, you know, that's been what it's going to be. But I really think uh, because Cody's whatever, this is a go-go's time to shine on his own. I think he needs to come out with Lennox Lewis and do and play into the whole boxing British champion thing. Um, and I think, you know, and I, I don't know boxing, but I do know Lennox Lewis. So I think that that will be a huge deal. I mean, like they should make a go-go look like Mayweather with mm-hmm. his entourage mm. and the whole boxing um, pageantry, all of that. You know, the, the two giant British flags that unfurl you know, maybe one England, one UK. Uh, that's like the size of the WWE set when they would do insurrection. Um, just the whole, the whole thing. Fuck, have him show up in a black cab 
and he gets out with his entourage, and that's the whole British thing. And ditch that goofy ass theme music that sounds like Sherlock Holmes, you know, mystery music. <laughs> but um, aside from that, just have him look like the baddest British some bitch out there. Because in America, personally, I don't know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So if he can have Lennox Lewis and Ilgis Elba walk him down to the ring for England, forgotten country, and, and for king and country, then cool. Do that. Make him look like a star, like a Mayweather, like a Conor McGregor, um, like a Tyson in his day, like a Lennox Lewis or a Holyfield. Gogo needs to look like Drago when he comes to the ring, Yep. where we aren't 100% sure that he won't physically kill a dude. Mm. Otherwise... He, he needs somebody to talk for him because he doesn't really have the presence and the accent is really tough to get through for me. Um, you know, so he either needs a manager or he needs to be a bad some bitch in the ring. Mm. He, he so, can't be just another guy. He can't be just another guy. Back. Yeah, because yeah. we've done that before. There, there's no, either it's going to work or it's not going to work. There's no middle ground with him. Not with that, not not pushing the whole boxing angle. So, yeah, we'll see. Like, nobody cares that's the polished. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yep. That's all yeah, they I'm saying they got two weeks to polish it up and try to sell this match. So yeah. we'll see what Nobody happens. Nobody cares that Mike Tyson has a list. And that that's that's the thing. You know, it, it's it's yeah. kind of just what it is. So yeah. There you go. We're getting close on our time. So, Crab, do we have news and notes for the week to take us home? Yep. Uh a couple quick things and I'll and I'll keep it very quickly, give it five minutes. Um we don't have the ratings for our AEW yet, and we don't really know uh, because Showbus Daily is where I get my uh, ratings from, and they haven't had uh, an update today, so that's kind of interesting. Um, Peacock, <clears throat> if you have a dollar, literally ninety nine cents, they're offering uh, WWE Network. Hmm. Yep. Uh, if you are a new, yeah, if you're a new subscriber and you want to sign up for the Peacock uh, Premium Package uh, deal. Um, it's a dollar, and that will include backlash. Um, they're also giving you a seven-day free trial. So if you want to wait, I think backlash is this weekend, right? Yeah, um, uh, it is. Uh, yes, it is. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, Sunday. So, so yeah, so if you want to, you know, do a thing and, and get backlash, then uh, you can do a seven-day free trial with Peacock. Uh, so good for them. Uh, tickets go on sale for AEW. Now I've talked about my experience buying pre-sale tickets to uh, the pay-per-view and Dynamite. However, tickets go on sale for Miami, July 7th, July 14th in Cedar Park, Texas, which is outside of Austin, and uh, Garland, Texas, which is outside, is, is part of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Um, that's July 21st. The 7th, 14th, and 21st are all Wednesdays. These are dynamite shows as AEW will be hit on the road in July. Um, they're still hitting medium-sized amphitheaters, uh, three to 5,000 seats uh, a pop. But yeah, tickets are on sale now for the pre-sale. Each event has its own pre-sale code. I don't know them because I'm not going. Hmm. But they will go on sale to the general public um, on Friday morning. So good luck with that. Get there early. Uh, speaking of events, uh, Slammiversary has been announced for July 17th. That's uh, the Impact event. Cool. Will there be fans in Nashville? Don't know. They really didn't announce that. So I really hope that there are. Tennessee is another state that's open. And it's very possible, but as of right now, 
Uh, it, nothing's been announced for that, and they do have time, so good on them. Uh, if you didn't catch the women's um, showcase matches that's been on Wonder Honor's YouTube channel, do so. Mm. Um, it's been pretty interesting. Um, won't tell you the winner, but the bottom line is is that um, I'm a fan. Uh, Trisha Dora has been in it, and she had a match Easy over. Zone. Yeah, she had a match on the last show. And um, there's been some interesting implications for their women's tournament in uh, in Ring of Honor. So cool, uh, Ring of Honor is definitely the women's tournament is definitely spicing up. Uh, definitely something to watch. Um, really quick political news: um, it's Asian uh, Heritage, Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Um, Oscar has come out with statements about her experience with anti-Asian racism at the airport. Mm. Um, the long and short of it is, is that no. You know, um, she says that she had only one experience of racism. It was around the time when COVID-19 started spreading in America. She was at the airport and a woman came to me. And when she noticed me, she covered her mouth and her hand and ran. It never happened before COVID-19. And she was quite shocked. Uh, and I am, too, because that's that's just painfully ignorant uh, thing to do. Um, just be nice to people. That really what it, That really is what it comes down to. Don't be a dick. Um, so, and also, uh, you really don't know what people are going through and what their experiences are. So just another reason to be nice to people. Um, Chris Jericho actually got injured. He Mm. fractured his elbow in the fall from the cage in the crash pad. He landed on the car. His arm last night was real. Yeah. He landed on the cardboard. Apparently he fractured his elbow a bit. Um, yeah, that's the damnedest thing to come out of that uh, incident is that Jericho actually got injured. Good Lord. Uh, coming up this weekend, of course, you know, we have more WXW wrestling. SmackDown's tomorrow night. Uh, Ring of Honor premieres uh, tomorrow night around the country. Check your uh, local listings for that. Um, CCW has a show in Nashville. Who knows what's going to happen up there in Japan because their state of emergency is really taking hold. And, uh, so if you're into the New Japan or any Japanese event, really, um, check. Check and double-check what the uh, what it's going to be. Um, things are being rescheduled. Things are being canceled. Things are going on on time. So hopefully uh, your show that you like on the Japanese side of things is going to happen you know, per usual. Uh, GCW is having draft day in Nevada. GCW is one on the road. Good on them. Uh, and then, of course, Backlash is on the 16th um, at the Thunderdome uh, in uh, at USF. Uh, there's other stuff, you know, happening. You know, Rev Pro is happening in England. Um, and, and more. And the most important thing, it's not an event that's happening this weekend, but July 4th in Japan. Uh, FMW Explosion. Very excited about that. The That's return. a thing that I will continue to update on. I haven't seen an FMW match live in 20 years, mm. 25 years, easily. So when Anita speaks, I'm there with my wallet open. And on Independence Day, FMW Explosion will happen in Japanese and English commentary on pay-per-view. The word is it's going to be about 10 bucks, 1,000 yen. Um, but we'll have to wait and see what the COVID restrictions do because lockdowns are locking down. So, uh, you know, check your local listings for all of the wrestling news that you need, and that's the news for this week. 
There we go. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We are live every Thursday night, 8 p.m., and then wherever you can find us on all the podcast platforms when the episode drops the following day. So keep up with us at Big Gold Belt Group, BGB Group, on the Twitter machine, and at BigGoldBelt.com, the website, to find all kinds of stuff with your friends here at the Big Gold Belt. We'll be back next week talking more wrestling. Hopefully everyone can get gasoline and get back to normal and get your vaccine if you haven't already got it. We want to see some wrestling, folks, in person in the new summer coming up. So thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll be back next week, and we will see you then. What I really need, that big-